Well, good morning, church family. It is good to be with you, and we're going to finish up today our season of health. And so no more bed on the stage after this week. It's been a nice partner up here with me, but we're going to move on from that. As Jennifer said earlier, we're going to focus on a season of prayer next week. But let me finish up today our season of health. This is one of the values of our church And we believe that as we become healthy, as we live the life that God calls us to live, then we can be everything He wants us to be. And we can do everything He wants us to do. And so we have to pursue our own health as we learn from Him. So let me give you a quick review. If you've got your notes in front of you, I'm going to run through these. You may not have caught all of these messages, and I'm not going to... review all of them, but I just want to say a few thoughts to help you understand that when we talk health, this is more than physical health. Sometimes we think of health as our physical being, but it's so much more than that. It started with this. At the beginning of January, we said we have to admit a need. We have to admit a need. The understanding that I've got issues and God has answers. I have problems, God has solutions. I had a massive sin problem and so did you and that's why God sent his son and you and I constantly have to admit our need that we need God. In fact, would you just repeat after me, I have a need. Man, that's continual, and Jesus is the answer for that. We've talked about spiritual health and how you have to train yourself for godliness. You have to eat well from this. I'll talk more about that a little later today. We talked about our physical health, that our bodies are actually not our own, and we're called to honor the Lord with our bodies. What goes in, how we use this body. We talked about other aspects about emotional health. Talked about emotional health and how we have to look underneath the surface and we have to figure out what am I really feeling and then why am I responding in certain ways we have to go beneath the surface we heard about vocational health our calling that every single one of us as Christ followers are now ambassadors for Jesus and it doesn't matter who writes your check you are called by God to be an ambassador for him and the 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 need that you have the mess that you have that's actually part of your message as you leave this building today and go out into a broken world. We talked about relational health and how we are designed by God to point others to Jesus. And then last week we even talked about financial health. Financial health, that everything we have actually comes from God and we are called to honor the Lord with, well it's not really our wealth, but it's what he has allowed us to steward for a season. And so we are to honor the Lord with our wealth. As I'm looking at that list, I I thought, these... All these aspects of health, they're so intertwined. When emotionally I'm not feeling good, it affects me physically. And when I'm not good financially, it affects me relationally. And all of these things ultimately affect me spiritually. They're all intertwined. And this is why it's not that we just get physically healthy or financially healthy, that we have to pursue health in all these avenues. In fact, at the end of the service today, as you walk out those doors, we're going to give you a piece of paper to help you do a self-examination of your own health. Over the last couple months, what we've talked about, we're going to give you this and answer some of these questions, share them with friends, with family, with your community, and just pursue your health. Some of you that have our app, you are going to get a notification, and it will have the same Uh, self-examination worksheet, you'll just get it on your phone. And so today, 
At the end of the service, we're going to talk about this. Because health is not just a season where we focus this. I'm only going to spend a couple months on this, but this is really a lifestyle. That we would become healthy people so that we could grow, so that we could become everything God would want us to be, so that we would grow into maturity. So when we're done with this service today and we're done with a season of health, I I, want to say we're, we're not done considering health. We've got to do this as a life for the glory of God and then for the sake of others. Well, I want to look at one more aspect of health today. And as I'm considering one of the massive problems we have in our lives, it's a massive problem in the church, it's a massive problem in our world, is that we are people who worry. Can I get an amen? Amen. Anybody worrying? We're people then who get anxious. I've already heard people saying these words today. I'm I'm a little nervous about this. I'm getting anxious about this. We experience discouragement. We experience depression. And there is a battle that's going on for our minds. There's an enemy that is trying to steal, kill, and destroy every good thing that God has produced in you and is working in you. And so there's this great enemy, but there's this great Savior who says, I am life. I know there's an enemy who's trying to destroy, but Jesus says, I want you to experience life. The enemy, he wants to discourage us. He wants to distract us. He wants to depress us. And Jesus, on the other hand, he says, I want to encourage you. I want to uplift you. I want to bring health to our minds. And so what I want to do this morning is preach the word of God to you regarding uh, mental health. Mental health. We're going to look in Colossians chapter 3. So if you have a Bible, I invite you to turn with me. Colossians chapter 3, page 984, if you want to use this Bible sitting in front of you. The Word of God actually has a great deal to say about our minds. A lot, it has a great deal to say about the health of our thinking. Let me just share a few thoughts with you before we jump into this scripture today. Let me just say that mental health is a, it's a touchy issue. I'm excited to share this today, but I, I know that this is a real battle for many of us. There's an aspect to mental health that is a spiritual battle. There is an enemy, but mental health also deals with a mind that is physical. It's a brain that we have that is physical. It is chemical as well. And so while we're talking about this and it's a spiritual battle, it's also physical and chemical. I used to think this. I'm going to just share this with you and don't throw any rocks at me. But I used to think, I, I cannot understand why a Christian would want to take an antidepressant. When a Christian who has the Spirit of God be filled with the joy of the Lord, why do we need anything? I used to think this way. I used to be judgmental and go, I can't believe the Christians would do this. But as I thought about it more, I thought, now wait a second, if I broke my foot, I would not just say, well, I'm just going to pray that I feel no pain. I'm going to pray that it just gets put back together. I'm not going to go to a doctor. This is, this is just a spiritual issue. Wait a second, if I break my foot, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to say, give me pain meds. Fix this thing. And then I thought, well, wait a second, with our brains, with our minds, this is a spiritual battle, but it is also physical. It is a chemical battle. And then I started struggling with some emotions and in my thought processes. 
I watched my dad experience cancer for seven years, and he'd hear great news that, oh, you were cancer-free, and then we'd hear the cancer is back, and we'd hear that we're cancer-free, and then the cancer is back, and I sat with him the last couple months of his life as physically he faded away, and he died, and it hurt me. And it hurt my mind. And it hurt my emotions. And I went to dark places. I was discouraged. I was depressed. And as I shared with my wife and as I shared with some of my close friends, they said, this isn't just a spiritual battle. You should go to a doctor. You should share some of these thoughts with your doctor. And I did. And they would ask me questions. And I'm going to ask you some questions today. But the doctors would ask questions. What are you thinking? What's going on up here? And I was like, man, I, I, I have some illness. I've been hurt. Like a broken foot, I have different aspects where I have a broken mind. And many of you can say, I've been there too, right? So I've struggled with this. And some of you, frankly, here today might need to go to a medical doctor. You might need to go to a doctor and to get physically and chemically healthy here. And I would just say this, if you're thinking of hurting yourself, if you're saying, I'm in a fog and I can't get out, share this with people, but go to a doctor. Some of you will need, some of you are going to need to get help physically. Some of you I know have. I've heard some of your conversations and you say, I'm in a dark fog, I, could, I just didn't want to live, I couldn't do my work. Some of you have gone to the doctor and you said, you know what, physically I feel better now. The doctor was able to help me. And I'd say, good for you for admitting a need. And so some of you will need to go to a physical doctor. But I want to say this, all of us when we have problems with our mind, all of us also have a spiritual battle going on. Every single one of us. And you will need to allow God to do work in you. And God might say, go to the doctor. But God might say, let me also work with your mind. Let me shape your thinking. Now, in no way I can address everything about mental health. No way I can address everything the Bible has to say about thinking in our minds. Uh, over uh, 300 times we hear about the way we think, about our minds and it is a massive topic in our Bible because there's a battlefield here. And so I want to look at a passage in Colossians chapter 3 today. Helping us look to Jesus who's really our source for health and who is our model for health. So follow along if you would. Colossians chapter 3. I want to start at verse 1. Apostle Paul writes this. If or since then you have been raised with Christ. And let me just say this, there's an assumption going on. By the time he gets to chapter 3, he's writing to Christians. And if you're a Christian, you have been raised up with Christ. Jesus died, and he was raised up physically. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have been raised up spiritually. A part of you died, but you've been raised up. And this is what he's saying to Christians. If you've been raised with Christ, and it's good news, then seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Let me have you look at verse 2. Wrote this out on your notes because I want to focus on this verse here. Set your minds on things that are above. 
not on things that are on earth. In fact, I've titled this message today, Set It, Set It, and Set It Again. This idea that with our minds we have to set our minds on things above. We have to set it again and we have to set it again. This is not something you just do once when you were four years old. This isn't something you just do Sunday mornings. But you set your mind, you set your mind, and you set it again and again and again on things that are your mind on Jesus. And this is a great way to experience mental health. The Apostle Paul was writing to Christians here who lived in a sinful world like us. Speaking to people who were surrounded by false and fake religion, like us. He was surrounded by people who would say, Jesus does not matter. Or Jesus is not the only way to God. He's speaking to people who heard a lot of wrong thinking. And he says to them, if you know Jesus, if you have trusted in Jesus, then set your mind on things above. Set your mind, set it, set it, and set it again. Set it continually. Now the mind, it's a great battlefield. As I mentioned earlier, there's an enemy who wants to destroy. There's an enemy who wants to warp. There's an enemy who wants to discourage and depress you. And right thinking promotes right living. The Apostle Paul is saying this. He says, I want you to think a certain way because if you think a certain way, as your mind goes, the rest of you go. The idea here is that we have to direct our mind toward Jesus. Set our minds on Jesus. Set it, set it, and set it again. Don't set your mind on things of the world. When you're, Some of us do this. We'll just watch news and we get so discouraged and we get so fired up and we get so angry. I think Paul would write to us and say, you're setting your mind on the wrong things. You're going to bed discouraged. You're going to bed depressed. Set your mind on things above. You've got to direct your mind this way. Whatever your difficulties is or whatever your stressors are, you have got to set your mind. So when we're physically hurting, set your minds on things above. When the finances are out, set your minds on things above. When the relationships are falling apart, set your minds on things above. When emotionally I just feel fragile, set your minds on things above. Set it, set it, and... Set it again. Now I want to ask you three questions today to point you into God's Word. Three questions that would show you that you need the very Spirit of God to help you in this setting. Three questions today to help you realize that you are going to need people in your life to help you with this. Frankly, on our own, we're bad assessors of our own health. I was saying this back in 2012 when my dad passed away. I was like, I, I just, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to live. I, I want to be fun. I was a bad assessor of my own health. And fortunately, I had people in my life who would say, you got a problem. And I'd read the Word of God and it was like, there's some good news in here. Focus on the good. Address the difficult, but... You need to focus on the good. Let me ask you three questions. I'm going to start with question one here. Again, if we'd go to a doctor's office, we'd sit down and I had them ask me questions. Have you thought of harming yourself? It's a tough question. 
Frankly, I didn't want to answer it because the doctor knew that I was a pastor at this church. And I thought, okay, if I answer questions that say I'm discouraged and depressed, would she think less of Jesus Christ? And so I thought, for the name of Jesus, maybe I should put on a tough front and go, no, 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 the joy of the Lord is my strength. I, I got no worries in life. And my wife encouraged me, no, be honest with the doctor, and said, yeah, it's a black cloud, and it seems so weird as a crossover. I've got the Spirit of God in me, and she's like, man, I don't even know everything you're talking about. But I said, there's something probably physically wrong besides just spiritually wrong. There's something mentally wrong. There's something emotionally wrong. I need help. She would ask me probing questions. Let me ask you some probing questions. One, am I setting my mind upward to God's majesty? Am I setting my mind upward to God's majesty? Go back to verse 1 if you would. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. I think one of the reasons we get off track spiritually is to look at Jesus. We fail to set our minds upward. We just... Look down at all of our problems. We look at the problems on our desk. We look at the problems in our bank account. We look at the problem on news. Then we go to Facebook and then we're like, everybody else, man, they're arguing and fighting. We're not looking up. Uh, One of the reasons I think we struggle with anxiety and depression is that we look at our problems as opposed to looking at our Savior. Is that you? You do that at times? Jesus says things like this, do not be anxious. Do not. But instead, seek first the kingdom of God. He's saying, look upward. We see throughout the Bible, it says, cast your cares on the Lord. It's found in the Psalms. Peter then says it again, cast your anxiety on the Lord because he cares for you. You look upward when you have these anxious, when you have these anxious times. I was thinking about that this week. I remember going on a baseball trip, in, on a missions baseball trip in college, and we went to Europe. One day we got to play in Bulgaria against some other teams, and, and I just stunk. I just had a terrible game. And at the end of the game, all of the Bulgarians wanted to talk to all the all-stars on our team. I wasn't one of them. Nobody wanted to talk to the guy who went over for, who made some mistakes, and no one wanted to talk to me. None of the cute girls wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. And I started getting discouraged, and I started getting depressed. Man, I'm just not good at this. And, And I remember sitting down on the field and just seeing my teammates, and everybody swarming around them, but no one's talking to me. Because I was looking down at my problems, right? And the Lord gave me a little song. And if you know it, you can sing it with me. And the Lord helped me to sing, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. I was like, 
I'm sorry. I was looking down. I wasn't looking upward. That's why I'm discouraged. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm going to look up. Let me show you another song that's recorded in the Bible. We'll put this verse on the screen. Isaiah chapter 26. This is actually a song. And it says, God, you keep him. I'm not going to try to sing it. God, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is the everlasting rock. You keep the person in perfect peace who trusts in you, who looks to you. The problem, my friends, I, I think we spend too much time looking down. And this isn't just a good advice from God, but this is what Jesus practiced. He's going to the cross and he said, Father, is there another way could, we can do this? Because I'm looking at the cross and I'm thinking in a couple days this is going to be brutal. And if I just look at the cross, I want another way. And then he says, but I'll look up and says, Father, not my will be done, but your will be done. He looks up. He looks up. Church family, I'm certain that we become unhealthy mentally. We have our minds on God himself. And we have to be people who look up, look up at God's majesty. To eat well from the word of God. If this is the only time you're opening your Bible, you're having a hard time looking up. You need this truth to look up. You need to spend time with God in prayer so that He could lift your head. In fact, repeat after me, set my mind upward. I'll keep setting my mind upward. Let me ask you a second question as we go to verse 3. Look at verse 3. The Apostle Paul says to Christ's followers, he says, For you have died, spiritually speaking here, they're alive physically, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. See, in this verse, he's considering this call to look at the past work of what God has accomplished on your behalf. None of us, no one in this room is going to get to God by our good works. No one in this room is going to be good enough that we're going to be right with God. You trust Jesus, you trust the work, what he did on the cross, and when you do that, you receive the life you've been raised up by God. Question two, am I setting my mind backward on God's faithfulness? Am I setting my mind back on God's faithfulness? You see, Jesus, he paid the debt for your sins, and he has not stopped loving you. That's part of the past. Galatians 2 would say this, you have been crucified with Christ and you no longer live. But the life you now live in the body, you live by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. It's an idea of looking back. Colossians chapter 1 says this, for you have been rescued, past tense, from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son he loves. It's looking back and saying, God has been faithful. I've got to look back. You've got to know this. You've got to remember this. You've got to set your mind back on the goodness of God. You've got to eat well from the Word of God to know what God has accomplished for you. You've got to spend time in prayer and let God speak to you and say, this is what I've done for you. Consider what I did last week. Consider what I did last year. I bash Facebook a lot of times, but I'll tell you what, Facebook does me a favor every once in a while, and they say, a year ago this 
In fact, I looked and it said, five years ago, you were in Sierra Leone and you were getting to teach to these pastors there. And I was like, thank you, God, for those experiences. Because sometimes I forget that God has done anything in my life. You've got to look back. You've got to look back. I think one of the reasons we fail to look back I think one of the problems, one of the reasons why we have anxious thoughts, one of the reasons we get depressed is that we look at our current situation and forget to look back. God has moved the mountains. And he'll do it again. But he has moved the mountains in your life. You need to sit down with a journal. You need to sit down and look back at maybe some of your old journals. You need to just write down, how has God been faithful to me? When I thought I was lost, he bailed me out. You have to look back. God knows that we have short memories. That's why there's a command over and over and over throughout the Bible that says, remember, remember, remember. Remember what God has done. This is why we take communion once a month here. Jesus says, eat and drink in remembrance of what I have done for you. Church, we have to remember. And this is not just good advice from God, but Jesus, Jesus himself looked back. He looked back on the trustworthiness of his father as he's heading to the cross. There's a passage in Psalm 22, and I know that Jesus knew this growing up as a nice little Jewish boy. Let's look at this passage in Psalm 22. He says this, And you, our fathers, trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. It says this, To you they cried, and they were rescued. And you they trusted, and were not put to shame. Look at this psalm this week, Psalm 22. Jesus knew this psalm. In fact, Jesus says this psalm while he's on the cross. He's like, I look back and remember that we have trusted and you've delivered. We trusted in you and you rescued us. We trusted in you and you never put us to shame. Jesus did this. Church family, I am certain that we become unhealthy mentally when we fail to set our minds backward on the faithfulness of God We've got to be people who do this. Repeat after me. I'll set my mind backward on God's faithfulness. I'll keep setting my mind backward on God's faithfulness. Let's go to verse 4. Let's finish up this passage here. And then the Apostle Paul writes this to the Christ followers. He says this, When Christ, who is your life, appears... then you also will appear with him in glory. In this verse, there's a call for us to look at the future work of God, of what he's going to accomplish. Here's the third question I want to ask you today. The third question I want you to consider when we consider our mental health, and it's this, am I setting my mind forward on God's promise? Am I setting my mind forward on what God has promised? Jesus will return for those who trust him. He will usher us into his eternal presence. He's going to do that for those of us who have said, Jesus, I need you to save me from my sins. And if you have not said that, you can say that today. Say, Jesus, I need you to come and I need you to change my life. I, I, I have not been working. I'm understanding that your way is the only way. And he will usher us into his presence for all eternity. I look at that and I'm like, oh, thank you, God. That is good news. 
You've got to know this. You've got to remember this. You've got to set your mind forward on these promises. I think this is another reason we get off track spiritually. This is a reason why we'd say, I don't know why I am unloving right now. I don't know why I'm so discouraged right now. I'm not sure why I'm so anxious right now. I'd just say, where have you been thinking? Well, I've been reading the news every single day. Stop reading it. All right, give yourself a break from that for a while. I'm glad that some of you are invested in politics and some of you are in community and I'm, that, that's a passion of yours. Just be careful that you're not setting your mind on that more than the truth that God is preparing a place for you right now. He is. Visited with somebody who's in hospice this week. I'm thinking if we just look at this situation, we'd say, this is terrible, this is discouraging, this is depressing. But we're saying, wait, this is a dear child of God who's placed her faith in God. And she will be ushered into the eternal presence of God. And when I look forward, I think, this is just a graduation. Where are you set in your mind? I think one of the reasons we struggle with anxiety and depression is that we are setting our mind on this. I want to brag on my little 15-year-old daughter real quickly. I was asking her the other day, and I said, how are you? And she says, the other night I was struggling. I was having a panic attack. And I, was just, I said, so what did you do? Because you didn't tell me about it. She said, well, I worried, and I, I was struggling. She goes, but I got out my Bible, and I got out my journal, and I just started writing, and God was directing my thoughts. And he was telling me, he's got this. He's had it before. He's got this now. He's got me for the future. I don't have to worry about all my future. He's got it. And I said, well, what'd this do for you? She says, I was at peace. I slept well. And I thought, man, I got to learn from my 15-year-old daughter. Because she's setting her mind on God. I got to tell you, if you're not spending time reading the Word of God, if you're not spending time meditating, if you're not spending time feeding from the Word, you are not going to have a foundation when you have those panic attacks. You are not going to have a foundation when it feels like the world's crumbling all around you. And this is not just good advice from God like, ah, you should do it. Jesus did this. On the way to the cross, we read this in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He kept going. For the joy set before him. Joy? That doesn't look like joy. He said, I can see beyond that. I can see after death, there's resurrection. After that, there's victory. I'm going to purchase the souls of countless millions. I'm going to do this. I can see the joy beyond the cross. If not, Jesus would have had a massive mental breakdown. He couldn't have made it. But for the joy set before him, he could see beyond it. For this joy set before you, you can handle this with the help of God. You can endure this. Church family, I'm certain that we become mentally unhealthy when we fail to set our minds forward on the promises of God. If you don't know them, go ahead and write on one of your cards today and say, would someone please share a couple promises with me regarding this? We will. We, th this is our business to help you set your mind upward, backward, and forward. Repeat after me if you would. I'll set my mind forward, forward. 
on God's promises. I'll keep setting my mind forward on God's promises. I'd like to reflect with you for a bit, and I'd like you to close your eyes, or if you're a writer, journal a couple thoughts. And I'm not sure where you came in mentally today, weighed down with many pressures. But there is a call from Scripture to look up and to look back and to look forward. Consider with me, if you would, maybe you need to confess. Say, God, I, I confess, I, I've just been looking at my problems and I haven't looked up. I haven't looked back. Certainly not looking forward. Confess that to God today. Ask God to correct your thinking. Ask God to commit, help you commit to right thinking. Now again, some of you may go to a physical doctor, but all of us need to go to the great physician who says, confess to me, you've been looking in the wrong places. You've been obsessing about the wrong things, things on earth. Heavenly Father, thank you for this scripture that we got to look at today. The call for us to look up. That's what we did when we came to you. We said we can't save ourselves and we look to you. God, I think today you are even calling people to say, I can't fix myself. I'm going to have to let God do this. Maybe for you it's simply saying today, Jesus, I need you. Take over my life. Heavenly Father, we're, we're pretty good at navel-gazing, at looking down at our problems obsessing about the wrong things. And that's not where we're called to look. We have the great Savior, Jesus Christ, to look up to, who's seated with you, Father. We can look back and say, you have moved mountains. You have been so, so good to me. And I confess, I, I just don't spend enough time looking back. You have been good. And I ask that you help us with faith to look forward. And say, I believe in the Jesus who is preparing an, an eternal home for me. A home I don't deserve. And he's working on that. And when I see my physical body falling apart, I see that he's working on my e eternal and internal soul and He's preparing that for all eternity. So God, I ask this week, I ask for the rest of our lives that you would help us to be people who set our minds on things above. That we'd look back. That we'd look forward and say, you've got this. Help us to turn our eyes upon Jesus. 
to see your glory, to see your grace. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. So we give you thanks, God, for this time today. I love you. We need you. Help us with our thoughts. We commit them to you today in Jesus' name. Amen.